Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. My name is Catherine Baldwin, and you're listening to Catholic Reflections, what the Mass readings mean for us today. It's been kind of a crazy couple of days, so I apologize if I haven't been able to do any recordings. Um, We recently had the floors redone in two of the bedrooms here in the house because we've uh, been dealing with some termite stuff over there because we live in what's called a duplex, so it's two houses and one long thing. So there's 127, which is on the left side, and then 129, which is this side. So um, we've been dealing with that. And apparently there was a really bad water leak between the walls, and they were just drawing termites in. So they were, there was a lot of wood damage. And so apparently it had come over here, but thankfully I think they caught it in time that they just put new flooring down and everything so we got nice dark wood flooring in the bedrooms in the two bedrooms and it looks great but that's not what i want to talk about today we're finally going to do our mass readings and like i said i'm sorry that it's been forever things have been a little crazy so uh we'll go ahead and uh, get started without delay here so here we go let's go ahead and begin with our daily mass readings today is the 33rd sunday in ordinary time A reading from the book of Daniel. In those days, I, Daniel, heard this word of the Lord. At that time there shall arise Michael, the great prince, guardian of your people. It shall be a time unsurpassed in distress since nations began until that time. At that time you people shall escape, everyone who is found written in the book. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some shall live forever. Others shall be in everlasting horror and disgrace. But the wise shall shine brightly, like the splendor of the firmament. And those who lead the many to justice shall be like stars forever. Here's your responsorial psalm this weekend. You are in my inheritance, O Lord. O God, O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body, too, abides in confidence, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Reading from Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, every priest stands daily at his ministry offering frequently those same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But this one offered one sacrifice for sins and took his seat forever at the right hand of God. Now he waits until his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has made perfect forever those who are being consecrated. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer offering for sin. Alleluia, alleluia, be vigilant at all times and pray that you may have the strength to stand before the Son of Man. Alleluia, alleluia, gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, 
In those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the sky. Let's learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches become tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen. I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But that day or hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Word of the Lord. Glory, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So some tough readings today, but I want to talk about the gospel reading today because it talks about waiting. We are approaching the season of Advent. And as you know, Advent is such a, a joyous time of waiting. You know, we, we talk about this idea of, of waiting on the Lord. We wait on Him in circumstances. But Advent, we, we especially focus on the idea of waiting, the expectation that He's going to come again. And I think that's what Christ is alerting to here in today's gospel reading it's a it's a prefigurement of his second coming is when we talk about advent not only do we talk about christmas we talk about the birth of christ but we focus on his second coming and that's what i want to focus on today because i think we get lost in the 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 overcompassing amount of how how great christmas is and how we publicize it and how society has made it into this secular idea this secular notion about the gifts and all these other things but that's not that's not what christmas is about as we know as christians as we know as catholics we celebrate the birth of our lord but we also expect his second coming because christ alludes to it a lot Christ alludes to it a lot because what's not so important, well, what's more important than that is the, this idea that we need to remain vigilant. Because in another, I think it's, like, I think the next chapter in Mark, excuse me, I paid. In another chapter in Mark, he talks about how you need to be vigilant and continue waiting because you know not the hour nor the day, or the day not the hour, whatever. So this uh, this idea of being vigilant of this hopeful expectation and Christ alludes to that fact again in today's gospel. Now I have a question for you. When have you waited expectantly for something? When you knew something was going to happen but you didn't know how you didn't know when and you didn't know why. Have you ever had that, 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 that childlike expectation that you were just so excited to get something? And you just, you just waited and waited. You're like, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. That's what Christ is talking about in today's gospel. But I want you to notice what he talks about. Not until that tribulation... 
certain things have to happen before his coming. There's going to be a big tribulation in the church in the world. He says, not until that suffering has happened will I come to restore what is mine. Not until all my enemies have been made into my footstool. He says. And, um... I find it interesting that that we that that he says that because we don't talk about that enough. I feel like we don't talk about the idea that there's going to be persecution as we wait on the Lord. And that's what Christ is talking about here. There's going to be suffering, there's going to be pain as we wait on him, as we wait on his coming. So important for us to not lose sight of that. And I think if you listen to a lot of people who preach, you're going to hear them not say anything about that. Uh, I'm working my way through a series of sermons from a, uh, a Protestant preacher in Presbyterian Church in Washington D.C. Actually, the nation's capital, and I don't hear. And, and one thing, and one thing I want to want to tell you right now is, I don't hear a lot about persecution. I don't hear a lot about suffering. I don't hear a lot about that because Protestants don't have the same view as Catholics do on the idea of suffering and persecution and all these other things. And I find that really sad. I find that really sad, and I'll tell you for, for a couple of reasons. Because number one, persecution is necessary. Suffering is necessary. And number two, it takes away the meaning of the cross. It takes away the meaning of the cross. And why I hate that is because then the cross is devalued. Its meaning is squashed. Like, it doesn't have any meaning anymore. It doesn't have any meaning anymore. It doesn't have any context anymore. So when you, you, you think about suffering... And you think about the coming of the Lord, those two things have to go hand in hand. Christ says it in today's gospel. He says it so clearly, so plainly, you have to notice it, right? You have to notice it, right? It's true. And then you you take if you you know you take suffering in the day of the Lord, but then to not hear anything about suffering makes the cross what the cross is empty because Christ reminds us yet again and again that he has to suffer he has to suffer these things and for us to even not you know, not even accept suffering in our daily lives says that we don't accept the suffering of Christ. I'll say it again. For us to not accept suffering in our daily lives means that we do not accept the suffering of Christ and that the cross is empty of its meaning. And not only that, look at today's gospel. You hear this idea of suffering. There's going to be a tribulation, he says. There's going to be a tribulation. And I'm not going to come until all these things have happened. Uh, 
So he says there's going to be a suffering. But why then do we not hear enough about suffering? Why do we not hear enough about suffering? And why is it looked down upon like it's a bad thing? There is a lot there are a lot of saints who had a lot of illnesses and had a lot of things happen to them. But what did they do with their suffering? They united it to the cross of Christ. Because they knew because of what Christ did on the cross, he made suffering into something different. He made something suffering into something that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it was a way that we could unite ourselves more closely to the cross of Christ. That we could unite ourselves to his mission and his purpose. So when I don't hear things about suffering in in Protestant churches, it makes me upset because they devoid the cross of its meaning. They devalue the cross of its purpose. They devalue the cross of its mission. They devalue Christ of his mission. Christ didn't say that we were going to have it easy being his followers. Not once did he ever say that. Instead, he said there would be persecution. There would be suffering. And that we should accept it. Not run from it. But we should take up our crosses and follow him. Which means we need to take up our sufferings and unite them to him. And only when we do that will we see that we are more prepared for his coming. Because it will not be until we've suffered that Christ will come. So let's go ahead and do our daily reading, and I will offer a, a short reflection on that, and then we'll do our, our ending prayer. Our daily reading today comes from Numbers. <coughs> After the blood of the guilty was shed, the Lord said to Moses and to Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, Number the entire sum of the sons of Israel from twenty years and above by their houses and kinships. <coughs> Excuse me. All who are able to go forth to war. And so Moses and Elazar the priest, who were in the plains of Moab, above the Jordan, opposite Jericho, spoke to those that were from twenty years up and above, just as the Lord had commanded. And this is their number. Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, his son, Hayak, <clears throat> from whom the family of the Hayaks, and Pelu, from whom the family of Palites, and Hezron, from whom the family of the Hezronites, and Carmi, from whom the family of the Carmites. These are the families of the stock of Reuben, whose number was found to be 43,730. 
the sons of Peleb, Ulip, his sons, Nehemiah and Dathan and Abram. These are Dathan and Abram, the leaders of these people who rose up against Moses and Aaron in the Sedes and Korah when they were building its Lord. And the earth opening its mouth devoured Korah with many others dying. When the fire burned, 250 men and a great miracle was wrought. So that when Korah perished, his sons did not perish. The sons of Simon by their kinships, Namuel from from him is the family of the Namuelites, Jamin from him the family of the Jamites, Jason from him the family of Jagnites, Sohar from him the family of the Soharites, Sheol from him the family of the Sheolites. These are the families of the stock of Simon, whose entire number was 22,200. The sons of Gad, by their kinships, Zaphon, from him the family of the Zaphonites, Haggai, from him the family of the Haggites, Shayuni, from him the family of Shunites, Orzini, from him the family of the Orzites. Okay, well, good thing that didn't actually record that, because that was really long. So, sorry about that, guys. Pretty much, Numbers 26 is just a head count of the people of Israel, so I'm not going to worry too much about that. Um... So, let's go ahead and end with our evening prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, thank you for allowing us to reflect on your word tonight. And may it always be for us a source of consolation and strength. And may we, by, you know, may we, as we approach the season of Advent with a hopeful expectation of your second coming, rejoice in your first. And let us not forget that the the suffering that we may endure now is united to your cross. And may we never forget that we can unite ourselves by our suffering. And that suffering isn't something to be feared. But suffering is something that should be taken on faith and with love of you. And only doing what is good for you. To please you, our Lord, because your opinion is what matters in our life. Lord, watch over all of us. Keep us ever in your 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 humble care. Don't let any of us stray away from you. I ask this through Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, there are three different ways to reach me. First way is by the Anchor app. If you have it, leave me a voicemail. Love to hear from you. Second way is my email, c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com. Or my third way is by my Facebook page, Catholic Reflections, what the mass readings mean for us today. Excuse me. Oh, shit. Uh, excuse me. Um, like I said, I've been very, haven't been able to really post anything on that page. I will hopefully be doing that in the next couple of days because I don't have much else to do with my ankle. So as always, thank you guys for listening. I definitely appreciate every single one of you and God bless you all. Thank you and good night. Bye-bye.